Seminar, Episode 79, Root Directory. Zirash, do you know where Alice currently is? Alice is resting in the sanctuary, undesignated student. Actually, can you change that? I've chosen a name, as has the other student. I am Alex. Designation preserved. Alex? What's she doing in the sanctuary? Zerosh provided a display overlay so that Alice can catalog and grow familiar with the stellar cartography of the Aura Cristelli. So, is it safe to assume she'll be busy for quite some time? The projected time to complete a full review of stellar cartography is 72 hours and 34 minutes. Well, I doubt she's going to stay up for three days solid. But you've proved my point. Zerosh... Provide me all your records on the Zeranium. Alex wishes to study the species of origin by which you are bred. Exactly. But I need you to keep it quiet from Alice. Until I know as much as I need to, there is no point in putting her in danger. If these creatures attack the Alrash until they've finally fled, there's no telling what they might do if they realize she's alone and vulnerable. It is not within Orog protocol for the Zerosh to restrict information to the primary user. Make an exception. Very well. Zirash, were the Zeranu always so... ruthless? The primary objective in conflict is to survive. The Zeranu believed they could pay any cost for the survival of the species. I understand that drive. I'm just not sure how far that should go. Zirash, retrieve a lesson for me that you think adequately describes the Zeranu way of survival. Accessing supplemental database for file. Playing Water Spout. Are you? Ah. It's okay. Where am I? What's happening? Calm down. Don't. Christ. My head. Sit up too fast. It's okay. Mine hurt too for the first few hours. Here. Have what's left of my water. Thanks. Okay. Now, what's your name? Charlie. Um, Charlotte. Just call me Charlie. What's the last thing you remember? I... Um... I, I don't know. I was at home and, well, I had to take out the trash. But it took longer because Spencer got into it and made a mess. Spencer? My dog. He was barking. I was taking out the trash and he started barking and then I was here. Who are you? I'm Laura. Y you Hold on. You... It's dark, but... 
You seem familiar. Laura Brambles. Yeah. I saw you on the news, um, two or three weeks ago. Three weeks? God, you look... different. Skinnier than... Hold on. You're missing. No. No, 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 no. Hey, stop that! Hey, don't! Let me out! Let us out! Please! I don't have any money or anything! You'll make them come down here! Come on! Somebody help! Darling, stop! Let go! I'm sorry, but please, you'll only make him angry. Are those... Is he watching us? No. He just likes to listen. Oh, Christ. Is he going to kill us? Is he listening now? Yes. What does he do? When he's angry, I mean. Does he... You know. No, no. He doesn't touch us. He listens to us. And as long as we're good, we stay. What if we... What if we're not good? Please, Laura. I'm scared. It depends. He'll stop feeding us if we make too much noise or try to break out. That way we'll get tired. Then there's the hose. But that's for when we're very bad. It's better to just behave. Behave? Until when? I don't know. We just need to stay calm, okay? Survive. I don't know where I am or how I got here. I don't know who took me. I don't know if I'm going to survive this, if he's going to kill us or let us rot down here or worse. I can't stay calm and just sit here. I can't. Okay, okay. Just breathe. You're sure you don't remember anything about how you were taken? I don't know. Maybe. I was taking out the trash. It was late. But I always take the trash out in the evenings because I sleep in in the morning and, and the garbage man doesn't collect it unless it's on the curb, you know. And because my dog made a mess of it. It was darker than usual. But I don't live anywhere shady, so... Well... I was taking out the trash and Spencer started barking. I was still peeved at him because, you know, I had to clean everything up. But then I heard a noise. It sounded far off, but I turned around anyway and then... And then it went dark. Yeah. Was it like that for you? Similar. Yeah. Very early in the morning. So not many people around at the time... I was going on a jog like I usually do on the weekends, and then he got me. He knew where to grab me and when, just like you. He's careful. I don't think they're going to catch him, which is why it's either escape or behave. I have to get out of here. You can't. You just said. I shouldn't have mentioned it. 
We can't risk it. Sure we can. Spencer still needs to be fed after all. If we work together, we can overpower him. He took us separately, which means he can't handle both of us at once. He will kill me. He'll kill both of us if we don't escape. No, he won't. He won't kill you. He would never kill you. You're my replacement. I don't know what I did wrong, but he doesn't want me anymore. He's gotten bored of me, and you're going to replace me. I know he's going to do it soon. Mia said it was only three days after she got here that he... Well... Who's Mia? The one I replaced. Laura, I'm not here to replace you. He's just trying to pit us against each other. You are here to replace me, and that's not your fault. I just wasn't good enough for him. Tell me about her. Mia. What was she like? She was strong. Even towards the end when she wasn't, she still was. She was brave. And even though she knew that her time was limited because of me, she was still so nice. I cried for hours when I first got here, but Mia never cried. She was here longer than me, and she was stronger. She knew she was going to die. Yeah, she knew, but she didn't cry. Instead, she would sing. Really simple songs, whatever came to her mind. She would sing, and we would watch the light fade through our window, and then it was dark. But her voice was still there to listen to. And it made it easier. It calmed me down. I think it calmed him down, too, because he didn't move around as much. And after three days, we were both still alive. It gave us false hope. Listen, you can't give up. You have to keep fighting. We can get through this, Laura, together. That's easy for you to say. You just got here. You don't know. And I don't want to know. I don't want to die here. Neither do I. What about when he feeds us? You said he punishes us by not giving food. What about when we're good? Laura. Once a day, one bottle of water. Plain oatmeal. Sometimes there's sedatives. Shit. How often? There's not really a pattern. He does it whenever he needs to go somewhere, I assume. Or take one of us away. We could try to use the spoon. He doesn't give us spoons. Okay. But... This slot here, this is where we get food from, right? Uh, and the hose. Well, we could grab his arm or something. I mean, I mean, if the hose can get through... Charlie, just stop. We could talk about it more in the morning. Just let me enjoy the light we have in silence. That's natural light. The window leads outside. It's too high up. We could stand on each other's shoulders and I'll pull you up. We won't fit. Sure we will. Drop it, Charlie. He's listening. How do you know? He can't listen all the time. He always knows. It's what got Mia killed. It was my fault. And now you're doing the same thing I did. I'm going to get out of here. 
I'd rather die out there than in here. You won't die out there. He won't kill you if you try to escape. He'll kill me. It's why he killed Mia. It was my seventh night, and I was still scared, but I also began to think that there was a way to get out of this place. He had to get us here somehow, so there must be a road. I begged Mia to help me, to boost me out the window. I was going to pull her up after me, and then we would run. We were whispering the whole time. I don't know how he knew. We were so careful. We would talk late at night and early in the morning. He must always be listening. Like God. Because he was ready. What happened? As soon as I got out, he was unlocking the door. So I left her for him and I ran. I ran as fast as I could and I could already hear Mia screaming at me that it was okay to run faster. I ran for ten minutes, ten minutes as fast as I could. It felt like an hour, but it couldn't have been because he was right behind me. I was so tired and I didn't know where to go and I was still in the middle of the woods and he caught me. I screamed until my throat became raw, and then I kept screaming, but no one came. He dragged me back toward this place, through the dirt and rocks and leaves. Didn't bother to sedate me or knock me out. He knew he had me. He knew he was stronger, and that no one would come save me. Eventually, I stopped screaming and started crying, and then... I was back in here. And Mia? She screamed so loud. He wanted to make sure I heard. So I knew that she was suffering because of me. That I had ruined a good thing. All her bravery melted away within minutes. She thought it would be fast, her death because she would no longer matter to him. But it was a punishment. It wasn't for her. It was for me. It lasted maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And the blood, it was dark. I couldn't see anything. All I heard were screams and her begging. And when her screams got worse, I felt I thought it was raining, just for a second, warm drops falling on my skin. But it was thicker than rain, and I knew. Then the screams kind of fizzled out. I heard him drag her body away, and the rain stopped. In the morning, her blood had dried on my body. I'm sorry. He eventually hosed me off. I've learned my lesson. Laura, I know you're scared, and I don't want to push you past your comfort zone. Please, don't do this. Hey, it's going to be okay. This time, you'll make it. We'll make it together. Promise? You can trust me. I won't leave you behind. And if we die, we die together. You really think we can do this? I mean, he hasn't moved in a while. Okay, I'll help you. Boost me up.
Christ! Oh, if I get out of this, I'm going to the gym more often. Hit the corners of the window. That's where it's weak. Got it. He's coming! We can do this. We're almost free. Let go of my leg so I can crawl through. Hey! What are you doing? Let go of my leg! I'm sorry, Charlie. Laura? Laura, what are you... It was me or you, Charlie. I'm sorry. But it always was. And it's not going to be me. I can't let it be me. I don't want to die in here. You can understand that, right? And I didn't want you to die in here either. But it was inevitable. It would have been worse if... If he did it. You had too much spunk, Charlie. He doesn't like spunk. I promised Mia I would survive for her. I'm sorry, Charlie. I promised. I didn't want to. Please forgive me. The itsy bitsy spider crawls up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. Survival no matter the cost. Maybe that's why the Zeranual biped did what it did for me when it created me. Did Alex have a query for Zerosh? No, but I admit I'm still growing accustomed to the organic way of thinking. In fact, I often don't even realize my thoughts are externally voiced. Maybe the Zeranual heard me tell Thomas that we had to survive, to return to Alice. Zerosh, what Laura did in this lesson, was that morally objectionable to the Aruka Stellar? Evaluating. Alex, I was hoping I could find you. I think I'm a lost cause for this lesson Alice is attempting to teach me. Just because I'm organic now does not mean that I'll understand it any better. But you've had experiences I have not. I simply don't know if I can understand dark humor. Alright, fine. But it defeats the purpose if you don't learn the lesson. What is it that you're trying to understand? Plain file. Weary. Stale. Flat. And unprofitable. Excuse me, just need, to, just need to get through here, yeah. Just need to get by. Got to get to my new office there. Yeah, can I just, let me just, excuse me, please. Whoa, hey, <laughs> watch the box, please. Sorry, just lots of brickles in here. Office stuff, real crunchy business. But Grandpa's paperweight, too, actually. Priceless old thing, very fragile. Scandinavian, if you can believe it. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys can't actually hear me, can you? It's so loud in here anyway. That's probably why you didn't move when I asked you to. Oh, what the... Fonda comma, Peter. Let's remember the box, huh? Crunchy, priceless, Scandinavian. 
Can we at least put a siren on that thing? Christ on a bike! Yes, uh, Christ on a, on a bike. Biking for Christ. Peddling his word. <laughs> well, not peddling. Like, you know, it's a, it's a pun thing. Like pedals, you know. Jesus, take the handlebars. <laughs> wow. Okay. Not actually robots. Definitely real people capable of intense, embarrassing scrutiny. Noted. I gotta get in there before I choke to death on my own foot. I'll just, you know what, just gonna sprint now. Finally. Now I just need to set this down, gingerly of course, and get to- Stevens! Ah! Fudge filling! Toby Stevens. I'm Diana Jacoby, your supervisor. Welcome aboard. How do you like your new office? Yeah, I... Uh, it's... Oh, it was Scandinavian. And... I think it's Pan-Asian decor, actually. Something about that fang shui. That fern soaks up all the chi or chai or whatever it is. And the copier over there redirects it. And then the kettle over there is for actually making the chai. But anyway, I don't know. It's all Greek to me. Priceless. Pier 1, actually. And we had a coupon. But my grandpa... Would be damn proud of you, girl. Netting a prestigious position like this. And so soon out of college. I understand you got your degree abroad. Denmark or some such? Germany, actually. It's so affordable over there. I went to the University of Wittenberg. Well, Halle Wittenberg, to be precise. Oh, well, it, technically it's the Martin Luther University. So those of... gums, girl, don't care that much. Foreign education or not, I'm sure your grandfather is looking up at you right now with pride. Don't you mean down, ma'am? No, Stevens, no, I do not. Your grandfather was a real son of a slander lawsuit waiting to happen. I can understand that. He did have one of those acid tongues. Of course, the drinking didn't help that. Well, he was a cop. Or the prescriptions he was on, or the prescriptions he wasn't on but took anyway. Or the whoring, or the prostitution, or the peyote vision quest, or the public self-flagellation, or the Nazi electroshock fetish. He had his fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah, he was never allowed back in that bakery. Miss Jacoby, ma'am, can I ask you a quick question? Shoot. Sure. Why were you hiding under my desk? To foster an oppressive climate of fear and panic amongst the workers, carving their feeble bodies and minds into subservient totems of power, and furthering my never-ending quest for skyscraper loads of filthy, filthy lucre. Oh! <laughs> well, I'm glad you've got a sense of humor. Yes, yes. Humor. Oh, and one more thing, ma'am? Make it quick, Stevens. I've got to squeeze myself into a ventilation shaft in 20 minutes. The copier in the corners for... For minimizing your contact with the other workers and the outside world, trapping you in a nightmare loop of constant menial service labor? Yes, that's right. <laughs> There's that joke again. <laughs> what? All right. Humor. Huh. Ha, ha, ha. Huh. Yes. Anyway, I'll let you get your place in order. If you need anything, anything at all, I mean anything.
thing. Call maintenance, will you? I'm busy. Mondo weird. Guess you'd have to be to work with Grandpa. <sighs> what a mess. Alas, poor Tchotchke. I knew him, Stapler. Wait a minute. Maybe there's some super glue or scotch tape in the desk. This paperweight will be good as new. Stein, what the heck is that? Why is... Jesus! Looks like one of those old pistols from W2. Why is... Is this part of the orientation? Is this one of those trust exercises? I knew these would be ridiculous, but come on. When confronted with a Luger in your desk, don't hesitate. Inform management right away. God, I hope there's not a camera in here. Wait a minute. That's Grandpa's old... Dracula! <laughs> Put that thing down, you idiot. It's just me, your Grandpa. Grandpa? But, but you're dead. Very dead. It was a closed casket. You're right, Pumpkin. And it was for the best. <laughs> Believe me, no one wants to see the body of a senior citizen after his pelvis has been crushed by a greased-up pregnant wildebeest. Ugh. They said you'd, you'd had a nasty fall. Well, that's still true, morally speaking. Anywho, I got a tale for you, girl, and it needs hearing. Well, it'll harrow your soul, freeze your blood, make your eyeballs pop out all gruesome-like. And every one of your hairs to stand at attention like you'd just been zapped in the gonads by Ilsa, she-wolf of the SS. Can we maybe not- Silence! Mark me, what not. I don't got a lot of time, girl, so you just better listen. I'm due for a dinner party at Pol Pot's place in 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm hallucinating. Yes, that's it. This is a stress-related mental break with the new job and all. I just need to close my eyes, center my breathing, call my therapist. Ow! God, what was that for? I thought ghosts couldn't... You're fresh out of college. You don't know nothing. So the first thing first. I lied about the wildebeest. <laughs> well, that time anyway. Oh, thank God. I wouldn't bother. Not really a frequent floater with our family, you understand? <clears throat> now then, there I was a few months ago having just finished my executive lunch in the Indoor Arboretum. Real nice place to cultivate your oppressive climate of fear and panic. And I ended up nodding off, as you do. Uh, well, you were getting up there in years, Grandpa. Nah, nah, Pumpkin. I was still spry as ever. It just took a long time for the heroin suppositories to dissolve. Ugh. Oh, I'm going to be sick. You're welcome to use my fern, nature's chamber pot. So there I am, getting parlor massaged by the arms of Morpheus, and that ass Ashtray. Jacoby hustles in and pours hemlock or Evanon or something such in my ear, of all places. I would have started farther south, personally. Wait, are you... Are you saying she poisoned you? Like, straight up murdered you? Bingo! I joined the folk band Invisible. Nobody pays it no mind on account of I'm old and I'm chock full of illegal substances as it is. And Jacoby becomes king of the castle. 
for a queen. Damn women's lib. Thankfully, <laughs> if you blackmail the only remaining shame in all of Denmark with crippling debt and no scruples, you can have your empty carcass trashed and your spiritual form confined to a gas station trinket like that paperweight. Was wondering when you'd up and break it, Butterfingers. Lay off, will ya? I've had a very stressful day. It's about to get worse, girl. I need you to shoot Jacoby with old crack killer there. Excuse me? You want me to kill my boss? What up? It's every grunt's dream to shock their smug superior officer. Besides, it's the only way to avenge my incredibly overdue but still unnecessary death and redeem the family name. Grandpa, you once decked a crippled Girl Scout for refusing your Photoshop free tagalongs for life coupon. You can't bleach that stuff out. Well, at least you can make an even larger stain on top of it. Listen, Toby, please just do your dead grandpa a little favor and murder a man for supernatural revenge. Absolutely not! First of all, you're not real because I'm clearly having a hard time dealing with a stressful work environment. Better I've got a grapefruit-sized tumor pressing down on my frontal lobe. Either way, I need medical help. I can slap you again, girl. That'll serve. Back off! Second of all, do you have any idea how hard it is to find and keep a job in this economy? I've got a metric ton of late rent on my back, and corporate assassination isn't going to help that. You don't know what kind of people they have here, Pumpkin. You might get promoted on the spot. Third of all, murder is a grievous sin. Well, that was third on your list, huh? There's no way I'd ever kill someone out of justice or revenge or anything. And frankly, Grandpa, you probably deserve to die. You were, without doubt, the worst, most repugnant human being I ever had the misfortune to know. And I was a young Republican in college. Now that really hurts my feelings, Toby. Here I am, back on the material plane, reaching out to my beloved granddaughter one last Don't time. Don't guilt trip me, Grandpa. How about blackmail, then? Shoot Jacoby, or I'll print off your browser history since you were 11. Mail copies to your mother, your fiance, the local newspaper, and that cute Power Ranger you like so much. I was impressed, you know. Didn't think a cannoli could go that far. And the magic eight ball. Oh, God. Here she comes, girl. You better decide real quick, Black. But beware the canoe. What's going on here, Stevens? I know what you did, ma'am. I know you poisoned my grandpa and took over the company. And? And uh, I have to, you know, avenge him with this gun by shooting. You do, eh? I don't suppose there's any way to change your mind. Anything I could offer you? It'd have to be incredibly valuable, ma'am. There's a... There's a lot riding on this. How about health insurance? Fuck yeah! I'm at a loss. Is it funny because she was willing to kill the woman until she offered her health care? Or is it funny because of the allusions to the questionable mortality of the grandfather? It's both. Oh, Alice, um, I was just 
hoping that Alex could help me understand the nature of this fiction. Yes, I see that. Technically, you were cheating, but I'll forgive that if it means Alex listened to the story as well. I did. I found it interesting. How so? From a formulaic level, the turn is meant to surprise and humor the audience. But I admire the reason why she made the choice. An employment benefit? Survival. She was willing to do what was necessary to survive, both in the workplace and outside of it. Yes. <laughs> Look at you. You've had a name for three days and the two of you already have completely different perspectives. I didn't realize that was why you gave me that lesson. I thought maybe it was... Well, now I'm not sure. You've got to stop doubting yourself, Thomas. You have to learn, and that means making mistakes. We talked about this. Do you want to come back to the sanctuary with me? We can try another one. Yes. I'd like that, Alice. Alex? You want to join us? No, but thank you. Uh, I still have more to research here. What are you looking into? Just trying to figure out what I am. What it means to be organic. I don't have a root directory anymore. I have genetics. Okay, well, if you want to talk, you know where to find me. Xerosh, have you completed your analysis? Full evaluation of the actions in Waterspout compared to Oracristelli moral codes complete. Was she in the right? Was she excused for killing Charlie? No, Alex, she was not. Featuring the voice talents of Dan Foster as Alex and Thomas, Aiden Rudd as Zeresh, and Catherine Pride as Alice. In Waterspout, Julie Eve as Charlie, and Susan Evan as Laura. Written by Shanna Shotwell. In Weary, Stale, Flat, and Unprofitable, Veronica Louise as Stevens, Anna Jang Condell as Jacoby and Russell Gold as Old Spooky Stevens. Written by Jason R. Wallace. Directed by Paul Brueggemann. Assistant Director Vincent Morrison. Shorts edited by Jeffrey Bridges. Rapper script and story by Catherine Pride. Edited by Jeffrey Bridges. Music by Kevin McLeod. Seminar theme by Vincent Morrison. Produced by Pendant Productions. Seminar. Co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. This production is copyright 2018, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Next, on an all-new seminar. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true-ish. I'm a private eye. I detect, I solve, I have a large magnifying glass. Call me a gumshoe and I'll show you how bright stars can dance around your head. Only the names have been changed to protect the mostly innocent. Uh, but Trace, that really doesn't make- Why, Billy, it's not your turn to enter yet. Pendant Productions brings you- The name's Tracy. Tracy Shoe. Tracy Shoe. Private Eye. That's right, a show starring me. I'll be detecting, solving crimes, drinking coffee. Lots of coffee.
Speaking of coffee, where's my cup of joe? You drank it. What? Before the introduction. Last. And then... Gina, answer your phone for once. The world is actually ending this time, and having Marine for a sister is finally gonna pay off. Because I would maybe like not to die, okay? Phone tag is probably not the way you want to die during the apocalypse. Listen, ragazzo, if you're not on your way out of Minneapolis yet, get out. Go up to Canada as fast as you can. No one is watching the border right now. Numbers are good. So pack whoever you can into that stupid little car of yours and get going, okay? Call me back when you get this. But you gotta do what you gotta do. Hello? Damn it. Gina, it's Kat, Jake's friend. We're trying to get to Canada, but they bombed the hell out of the highway. Anyway, uh, right, we don't have another plan. It's crazy out here on the roads and everyone is just driving everywhere. Jordan has a gun, but we're afraid we might actually have to use it. Help us out here, Gina. Go! Get us out of here! Back on the mysterious planet. So, I thought maybe some more operational and slightly more surreal humor would help you get an idea of what I wanted you to learn, Thomas. I hope you're right. I'm trying, but I just don't understand. I think Alex is annoyed that I keep asking him for help. Hang on a second, I'll get there. That's not the only thing I wanted to talk to you about. Zedosh analyzed your original hollow box and found a few improvements he could make. So we recycled some of the derelict tech in the sanctuary and designed this. You should be able to get around totally autonomously. Simulate walking and everything. Thank you, Alice. Find out what happens when Seminar Episode 80 comes out Wednesday, April 25, 2018. Only at PendantAudio.com.